everybody and welcome to Beyond the Ball with me, Colly, and this week I am joined by Paddy. Hello. And Mel. How you doing? Lads, it's a, an eventful week and we've loads coming up. We've done loads in the background. Um, we're going to be talking about the Premier League predictions, obviously, that are coming up this week. Um, the Premier League is back. We are going to touch on Stephen Kenny and Ireland and stuff like that, um, the last two games, obviously. So we're going to be talking a bit about that. Um, we do have the fashion show, Paddy. We have <laughs> Man, Man City. We're going to be looking at Man City's... Uh, oh, Liverpool and then Man City, two weeks on the trot and international football. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. United, United are coming up soon, so... I don't know. Like, I don't, don't know if you care that much about you know the fashion show. I always United. care about United. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So look, we've we've a bit to get through, lads. We have the debut of our brand new segment, Start Bench Sell tonight, and we are going to be talking about Thierry Henry, Sergio Aguero, and Wayne Rooney. So, so explain. So between the three of them players, we're gonna kind of debate it out. We're going to we have to pick one of them to start. So if we have a team, we have to start one of them. We have to put one on the bench, and then we have to get rid of one of them. So we have to sell one of them. So start bench, sell are three players: Aguero, Henri, and Rooney. So it's gonna be a tough enough, and I have a couple of stats I'm gonna throw out, which is, um, and then we're gonna have a little bit of a chat about them. Uh, before we jump into that, lads, uh, a couple of things to go through. Just in terms of what's going to be coming up for the podcast. So, um, one big thing is guests coming onto the show. So, we have a couple of guests lined up, lads. Um, next week, we have League of Ireland legend, uh, Shamrock Rovers legend, three time double winner. Um, he got the PFA Player of the Year as well for one year. And we have Mick Bourne coming onto the show next week. Um, so, I'm looking forward to talking to him. Um, then two or three weeks later, I think two weeks later, the 7th of December, lads, we have, again, another League of Ireland legend, uh, St. Patrick's Athletic legend, and the current under-16s Ireland manager, Paulo Sam, is going to be on the show. Um, so I'm really looking forward to him coming on, having a bit of a chat um, about his own kind of ongoings. Um, I'm laughing at your voice breaking there. Yeah. <laughs> And then two, uh, two weeks after that, we have uh, Holly Willoughby. <laughs> I wish. Uh, and then we do have another one lined up, lads. So either going to be the week after Paulo Sam um, or else the week after. We have Andy McNulty coming on as well. So uh, Andy has kind of played at a top level. Um, he's been on kind of other podcasts himself, kind of Irish podcasts as well. So um, it'd be good to have Andy on and have a chat with him as well. So... Lads, there's loads of stuff coming up. That's just for now till the end of the, the December. And then God knows where we're going to go after that. We do have a lot of contents hopefully coming up in the next kind of week or two as well. Um, and that's going to just continue on. So we have the likes of the uh, the Astro that we play each week that will hopefully be getting uploaded every week. And then we have, um, hopefully we're going to be getting kind of football challenges in. Um, we're waiting We're awaiting confirmation on a, on a pitch, a top quality pitch at that. Um, so we're just waiting for our confirmation on that. And if there is, we will be doing a bit on Sunday and we'll be recording it and stuff like that. So um, that's going to be more stuff getting out of there. So lads, we're going to jump straight into our brand new segment. And I'm excited about this one. It is... Start, start bench sales. <laughs> get you in the mood. Lads, we're talking about 
Thierry Henry, Wayne Rooney, and Sergio Aguero. So, what do we want to do, lads? Do we want to take a player by player, um, or will I throw out all the stats and you can just have a, an overload of stats? Um, because I've just got a couple of kind of common things to both of them. Um, I'll start off with Henry. So, Henry has 175 goals in 256 Premier League games with 74 assists. He's won four golden boots in the Premier League. So, 0 1, 0 2 season, 0 3, 0 4 season, 0 4, 0 5 season, and then 0 5, 0 6 season. Uh, he's won player of the season twice. So, in 03 and 04, which was the season of the Invincibles, and 05, 06. And he's also won two Premier League titles. So, in 01, 02. And then again, the invincible season in 03, 04. Um, like Martin Tyler with all these stats. I know, I know. It's unbelievable, <laughs> Jeff. Uh, his highest score in the season was the the uh, the invincible season. He scored 30 goals in 37 games, which is unbelievable. Uh, lads, do we want to talk a little bit about Henry or will we kind of give, will I give out the, the stats for Rooney and Aguero and see how they compare? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Go right, so. We'll, go, we'll jump on to Wayne Rooney. So Rooney has 208 goals in 491 appearances and 103 assists. So he's got more goals, but he's played a lot more matches and he's got a good few more assists. Um, he's won player of the season once in 2009-2010. He has five Premier League titles, 06-07, 07-08, 08-09, 10-11, -08 and then 2012-2013 season. Uh a funny thing about it, lads, is he's actually never won the golden boot, believe it or not. Um, his highest, probably the most unselfish of the three players. Possibly. Uh, his highest score in season was 27 goals in 34 games, and that was 2011-2012. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the only thing that goes in his favour is he has Champions League medals. So, that's kind of something we can look at. Uh, lads, the next person we it's have is... Well, isn't it? What? two as well yeah and uh, no one one he lost it uh one of them he won oh, seven away um he won it and fortunately i think that was against chelsea uh lads the last person we're looking Frank, at what was that one dude no no doesn't yeah. matter we'll move on we'll move on <laughs> uh sergio aguero lads 184 goals in 275 games with 47 assists uh, he's only won one golden boot, which I was surprised at. I thought he would have got a couple of more, considering there wasn't really strikers at that level. I, I didn't think anyway around that kind of time uh, in 14-15. He has five, five Premier League titles as well. 2011-2012, um, 13-14, and 18 18-19, 20-21. Lads, believe it or not, he's never won player of the season. So for someone who's won five league titles, um, it's the Top scorer for Man City. He's actually never won player of the season. Um, his highest scoring season was in 2014. Top, top scorer for Man City, for fuck's sake. Ah, come on, <laughs> uh, 2014, 2015, 26 goals in 33 games. Again, no Champions League medal to his name. Um, lads, what's our initial thoughts on that when you look at them kind of stats? Like, talk about Henri. Like, when you think about kind of the best strikers ever to play in the game, Henri is always one of the first people that come out of anybody's mouth and I think even the professionals man what what's your thoughts on Henri like would you I suppose like does he change like what does he do to a team like how like how does he affect the team like when you think about the, the players he played with as well like surely he was making them look unbelievable as well as himself like uh, he he makes every player around them better that's if you watch him over the years like his performances alone just 
boosted every other player around them. Although that Arsenal team was filled with with great players, Vieira and and Bearcamp and things like Henri just stands out. He, he was Wiltord. Sylvan, yeah. But for me, I, I don't know if you want me to to give my. No, we'll we'll wait for the whole thing at the end. So just um, we'll kind of give our 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 final decisions at the end. So Paddy, for you, Henri has to be up there. One of one of kind of the best players you've ever seen in the league. Like. Yeah, and I think given stats like that are unfair on the likes of Henri because it shouldn't just be for the Arsenal club he was at because it's not play bench sell just for the Premier League. It's their careers. Yeah. So Henri as well has done it in Barcelona. You know, he's won, he's won a Champions yeah. League in Barcelona, hasn't he? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, you know, that has to stand for him as well. Um, one of the best players ever to grace the Premier League, I think, Thierry Henry. Um, yeah. Just, the, and it's, it's it's about that flair type of player. You know, he was one of the biggest, um, how would you say, characters in the Premier League era. You know, he's up there with all the biggest players. He'll never be forgotten. Um, the Invincibles team, you know, I might be wrong, but I think he might have been the top scorer, you said. In that yeah, season. he was, yeah. Top scorer, yeah. 30 goals in 37 games. What an As a club, like, you, you kind of forget, or you, you kind of brush it away, like, about, you know, the Invincibles. And I always hear the Arsenal fans bringing it up, but no one has still been able to do it. Like, what an achievement. Yeah. And he's right. one of the biggest reasons as to why they could do that, you know, because of the goals and the assists that he provided that season. Um, yeah, he's. I definitely won't be selling, but yeah, yeah, we're definitely one of the best players I've ever seen. Um, just a quick uh, couple of comments in there. Just one from Shane, like the new setup, Paddy, uh, and then he says one hair transplant. <laughs> and then uh, Ray Perry, he affects the opponent teams more than that. And Real World Cup hopes. Oh. Still bare, still bare. <laughs> Only thing that stands out about him is his hand. <laughs> um, yeah, lads. Look, if you if you're talking about like out and out kind of world class players in the Premier League, he's, he's up there with just the best of them. Like, I don't I don't think there's many in that position like that that have come and gone that are better than him, or even anywhere near him at that at that at that stage point. Fact. Don't know. do <laughs> word. I don't know what word to throw in there, uh, but. I, I just think he's he's unbelievable. Lads, looking at Wayne Rooney, I think we look at a completely different type of player and someone who is positional his positional kind of play was a lot different than Henri's would have been. So he went from kind of being an out and out striker to kind of dropping back and dropping deep and affecting the game more. He was more like a kind of an engine and a workhorse. So completely different type of animal. And um, one again that is a rare breed that we don't see much of these days. Um, he was just an out-and-out kind of runner, like 208 goals. So he has the most goals out of a lot of them, but he has nearly doubled the games. So he's not far off playing double the amount of games. But that just shows his longevity and his kind of his class to be able to play that amount of games. 491, um, 103 assists in them, as well as 208 goals. So that's 309 goal, nine games where he's had kind of an assist or a goal. Obviously, you could have got two or three in it, but yeah. three. If you if you're going to look at it that way, three hundred and nine times he's he's been involved in goals. Um, Malin, what would you what would you think of Rooney? Like, would would you have liked to see Rooney at, at Liverpool? And would he fit into like a, an all Liverpool team there? Uh, he he Wayne Rooney would fit into any team in any league around the world. It's just 
it's crazy to to think back to when he started at Everton, sixteen year old. He scores a screamer against uh, Arsenal, and that yeah, puts him on the map. The ref. <laughs> yeah, but then he he goes to United and scores a hat trick on his debut as well at like eighteen yeah. years old. He just from the very first time everybody's seeing him, he stood out, and you could tell that he was just top class in everything yeah. he done. But even even at United as a young lad, like you could see him kind of his passion at such a young age, like he was try, driving the team on as well. And when things weren't going right, you could see him on the pitch screaming at everybody, running yeah. back, shouting at defenders, doing doing everything. Yeah. But oh yeah, look, I, I'd have loved to see Rooney uh, at Liverpool, obviously. Any, would any you reckon like to... would you reckon like back then like back when obviously Liverpool went there, went through their massive stint of not winning the league, like do you reckon adding him into that team may have won you the league? Like to help Gerard out because like for years fucking Gerard carried that team like with like playing alongside fucking Lucas and players like that like him dropping in and dropping that little bit deeper like do you reckon he could have he could have helped just won the league or do you reckon it was more down to kind of defense and the goalkeeper? No, Liverpool. I think I, look Rooney would have made the difference, but Liverpool were always kind of one or two players short in, when they had like prime Gerard Alonso. They were always yeah. one or two players short of. Pushing past United at the time they chatted with United. Really an issue, was it? Really? No, they always really had. Liverpool have always had decent yeah. strikers. It's yeah. it's the defense or the midfield backing up Gerrard. And I I think Rooney would have would have had an impact. Of course he would. But Liverpool were always just kind of one or two players shy of of winning the league. Um, but I think any any player that becomes Manchester United's all time top goal scorer, that's that's saying something. He's beaten Bobby Charlton's records at United and at England. That that yeah. tells you the type of player he is. So I I have a tough decision to make in, in terms of these three, but Rooney is is top, top class. Yeah. Uh Paddy, obviously you being a Man United fan, you've obviously got some sort of sexual attraction to him. Like um what like what would you like talk to talk to me how you feel about Rooney? Like like I know you, you have this weird passion for uh, Ronaldo but like would would really no, I'll tell you already, okay so I look at United as a supporter um and you, you, you look at the top strikers that that was there it's the likes of Ruud van Isleroy and I remember them always saying to be a top striker you have to be extremely selfish Wayne Rooney was one of the most unselfish strikers I've ever seen in the Premier League yeah. era um if he had played for any other club he probably would have doubled his goal tally well probably wouldn't have been as many assists but he would have been, you know, the, the, the target man all the time. Um, yeah. He played right, left, so often to accommodate Cristiano Ronaldo and uh, Carlos Tevez yeah. during those golden years when we got the two Champions League finals and stuff. Um, all-time goal scorer for United, as a United supporter, kind of the one thing that always got to me was him flaring with Chelsea that time. Um, oh, yeah. you know, Chelsea always had Chelsea did with Gerrard as well. Hold them to Rand. Yeah, but well, I think I think Rooney went a little bit further than Gerard did. Yeah. Well, you know? no, I don't know about that. Gerard was fucking I think I, I was actually literally only watching an interview the other day and it was Gerard talking about um Mourinho. It was more about Mourinho. And the commentary or the, the interviewer was gonna sound like like are you kind of do you regret not following like Mourinho at say Inter Milan, Real Madrid or Chelsea? And uh he kinda I think it, it was more like Chelsea was the most realistic one for him to go to. But he was like, look, I could have went to any of them teams and probably would have been very successful. But 
he he just felt that like it wouldn't have been the same. He he would have rather win one. No, he said that, that, that like win one or two trophies with Liverpool over winning ten trophies with Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's what he said. So he, that, he that. only he was only going to leave for Chelsea because he thought the board didn't want them. It was like. He went, after they won the Champions League, he was asked what's what what he was going to do, and he said he he never wanted to leave. But then he taught Benitez, like Benitez done with Xavi Alonso, he wanted to sell Alonso yeah. to get Gareth Barry in instead. And Gerard thought he was kind of Liverpool were trying to push him out the door. See, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so you know to sell Alonso again, fucking nah. him in. <laughs> mad, mad. Yeah. So Paddy, um... yeah, when, like one of the most under rated Manchester United players, I think in terms of, like you look at the greats, like Cantona, you know, Kane, Robson, Beckham, Giggs, Skulls, and I, I don't think he's quite there in United fans, um, yeah. I have to say, memory or the way they feel about them. And I, I think again, it is it's probably to do with the, the Chelsea thing, what happens that time, I think if he hadn't yeah. done that, he would have been down at one of the all-time greatest players for Manchester United, like uh, for goals scored, alone yeah. you know as, as like you, said beating his uh beating his record beating bobby charlton's record is just some feet you know do you think like because like when it came to kind of the later years he was kind of was he, he was kind of drifting in and out of the team a little no, bit like, look, he wasn't, hold on a minute hold on when you were saying his later years this was under Moyes, this was under van gaal and this was under Mourinho. this this yeah, wasn't but no but i'm saying like like do you reckon he probably would have went down as a bigger legend had he not left because he did leave to go back to um Everton and he did leave to go to um DC. So he should have left earlier, you think? No, well, no, I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying if he had stayed through them years and worked through the years, like where it wasn't going so well from like, do you think that would have helped his his kind of reputation that you know he'd have ruined it? Because oh, no, you always have that thing where you can you can overstay your welcome and you can kind of like I'm not being funny, I'm not saying it to Gerard didn't Gerard probably had a year there where he probably shouldn't have been there. Like, well, Rooney probably did as well at United. Rooney probably That's what I'm saying, yeah. So like, it should Rooney have been. He stretched out his last year or two at United as well because he, he was yeah. even benched, you know, a bit. As, like, yeah. he could see That's himself. what I mean. Um, so, what, what was your question? So, like, if he, if you reckon if he had to stay and not gone to, or say he just had to retire after that and not gone to, say, back to Everton or back to another club, would that have kind of made a difference in, in his legacy at United? Or do you think it didn't? It didn't really affect. Right. Like, okay, I understand your question now. Okay, no, I don't think it would have made a difference because you've got the likes of Roy Kane for me that left and went, you know, to Celtic. Um, yeah. And for me, for you know, maybe it's the worst connection or something, but it, it didn't ever. It was it was putting Alex Ferguson and the club up to ransom when he went to Chelsea because at that time we were really stuck for a striker and he knew yeah. that. And um, yeah, it was just just rubbed us up the wrong way, I think. But but again, you know, like respect him for everything everything he done at the club. And I think now you even see the affinity he has with Manchester United because he always talks them up, um, yeah. and he brings us some players for them. You know, uh, he comes to the games. Oh, is it? So um, yeah, well, one of the most underrated, but not not like an Henri player. You know, he's not a flair player, even though he yeah. scored these amazing goals from outside the box. You know, he so many yeah. assists. Um, that skill you talk about when you talk about the likes of Henri, he wasn't quite this, there. This this uh, comment is a prime example of it. Like he, this is in his very late years. Like uh, that goal he scored in DC, that's team right, lost yeah, possession in the right, last yeah. minute corner, sprinted his bollocks back to get the ball back, and then shooting, and then. But that's that's the passion he always had. It was like yeah. 
you know, as if his life depended on it. And that yeah. even, like, I, lo- I love the anger he had in his game as well. Like, I know he got, yeah. like, a couple of cards, red cards and stuff, but that passion isn't, it's just not there anymore. Yeah. We don't see it in players no. really anymore, you know. Like, he loved the game and he loved the tackle. I suppose the modern day game and the modern day rules have kind of taken that a little bit out of players that you don't get it as much. But like it's, it's it's one big thing that I think the game needs is that type of passion and that type of aggression again. Like, but we're not really getting it, lads. We'll move on to Aguero. Look, when it comes to out and out goal scorers, this man is a fucking genius. And um, what he done obviously for the year, they won the the league with that absolutely outrageous uh, game against QPR. Um, we all remember the fucking Martin Tyler Aguero. Unbelievable, like, um, man, how would he rate and kind of look? He has 184 goals in 275 games, a ridiculous record. He still he has 47 assists as well, obviously, not as many as the other lads, but still to score kind of the same amount of goals there, thereabouts. And nearly, I suppose, it's similar, it's a similar enough, um, record to Henri. Um, but he's got five Premier League titles to go along with it to kind of put to his name. So, um, what would you think about like Aguero? And do you think? Like, do you think he got the best out that he possibly could have done with City? Or do you think that, that Champions League, lack of Champions League medal will always kind of haunt him? Like? Um, no, I don't think it will haunt him. I think the Aguero one is, is strange for me because I sit, watch Henri, and I was obsessed. And you sit and you watch Rooney a bit older and you just respect how good he was. For me, I'm looking at Aguero, and don't get me wrong, like, superstar absolute superstar with how how many goals he got and the way he could finish and like the way he could shoot with no kind of backlift or anything his goals were unbelievable but i still just look at that city team that he was in and it's it just it's just money do you know what i mean like that's that's all i see with their titles is they've they've bought leagues or whatever i don't agree Look, that's because Chelsea done as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, you're you're not going to. But well, you just bought Van Dijk. You just bought Allison. You just bought all these players in to strengthen that. After team. they sold Coutinho, they have the we, lowest spend in the league. We no, we we, we Liverpool are broke, Ali. You've not, <laughs> Liverpool are completely broke. They have to sell players to buy players. It's totally different. So, but for me, like, look, Aguero, he is. He's an absolute superstar. I loved watching him as well. Um, you were always kind of guaranteed a special goal when he played. Um, it's just in that city team. I think any striker, like you put Rooney in that that city team, put Henry, put any striker in that city team with De Bruyne behind you, you're probably guaranteed goals. Like you look at Gabriel Jesus as well. He, it's not no, it's not harsh. I just think I think you're taken away from how good he is. No, it's nothing against, nothing against how good he is. That's what I keep saying. He's such a good striker. But my my question will be, if you put Aguero into the United team, for example, would he do what, 100%. what Rooney done? I think he does that in any team. Like he is, he, now, look, let's be honest. The last season or two, we had injuries. He was caked with injuries and stuff like that. So, like, and he obviously uh, just sort of shame put up there. Um, he has the heart condition now, obviously, so he's probably finished. Um, but in his prime, I honestly reckon that he could have slotted into any any team in the whole world at that stage and would have scored a bundle of goals. Yeah, look, I think he's he's world class. And that goal, 
that goal in the in the last few seconds to to snatch the yeah. league away from United. It's, it's best goal ever. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and best commentary to go with and yeah. everything. It was just yeah. that was an unbelievable day. What a moment! Yeah, yeah. look, I don't know what yeah, you, yeah, like, on Aguero, but have a moment. Well, yeah. All Premier League players can have their moments. Um, the thing with Aguero with me is, you look at Henri, his achievements internationally, Barcelona and Arsenal, like unmatched. You look at Rooney, the unselfishness, the goals record for Manchester United, um, the assists, the type of player he was, that passion, that fire. And when I look at Aguero, I look at a player that came into... A young, like when they were just bought over Man City. So you kind of question to yourself, was he coming in then at that stage for the money? Now yeah. he's he, then you couldn't you couldn't keep that with him because he stayed for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, but he always had he had such a good squad to play with. Like there was times when Henri was there, and there was times when Rooney was there. Their teams and they had to drag them through games at times. I don't think Man City were ever, ever in a position where Aguero had to drag them through a game. And Champions League, he didn't do yeah. it. Never done it in the Champions League. Um, internationally, now I'm not saying Rooney done it internationally. But, well, um, he got to the, he won the, won the fucking um, Copa America only there recently, didn't they? Well, Colin, he like, part of the squad. Is he playing? If, I don't think he's part of that team. If you're looking at Aguero to, or if you're looking for a striker to, as Paddy was saying, they're a team that's struggling, that's in a, a must-win game. Are you looking at Aguero as that kind of striker that's going to pull a team through? I don't think points? so. This is where I think so. If I want someone if I'm if I'm in a, a poorer team than what what you would think. Wayne Rooney is the guy that's going to drag my whole team through that. If I'm looking for a moment of magic, a little bit of flair on the wing, I'm going with Henri. If I'm just looking for somebody to get me goals. Sergio Aguero is the man that's going to get me goals. Yeah, but, but Regardless, Henry, of, like, I'd have to cons- I'd have to consider that the whole team then if I'm going to go like that. Yeah, but you you can look at any three of them for getting you goals. The the three of them are going to get you goals, but Henri is going to drag that Arsenal team to three points when needed. He's going to step up. Rooney, you can bank on him doing that. The same thing. Aguero, I feel, has moments in games. Yeah. Where like look he he's multiple moments where he scored multiple amount of goals, but yeah, he's not he's not the type of player I don't think to drop deep and get the ball like Henri would and get yeah. the ball from his own half and try make a run or Rooney would drop. Aguero is just your, your he's an like, are we saying, Would we say Aguero is the best striker there? He's, he, in, no. in terms of a poacher for no. goals, Aguero is is like probably top. Yes. You know, like, I think Henry like changed his game. He was a left winger, and then he became yeah. a striker. And I think, as a striker, like does he, you can't look past any. I think out of three of them, he's the best striker. Henry. See, I don't know. I don't know about like I don't know if our definition on what you're saying, striker. Yeah, so I'm not. Go- I'm going with. But I think a striker. I'm thinking about goal scoring. Like, and who's the best goal scorer, and who's going to get you the goals? Look, we know. I know Henry is like. Let's 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 just call a spade a spade here, lads. We're talking about these three players and we're kind of competing them against each other. These three lads are the top level, the like elite strikers of the, the Premier League era. So um when we kind of say something negative, it's not a negative, do you know what I mean? It's just in comparison to, to the other player. Like, but like if I'm looking for a striker, my definition of a striker, somebody that's gonna run through channels, gonna it's gonna put the fear in defenders. 
and he's going to score me a lot of goals. Well, maybe it's so time to give, our, give our, uh, our answers then. Yeah, so, Mel, I'm going to go with you first. What are you doing? Start yeah. now, Sal. Who are you doing? Starting Thierry Henry. Um, growing up as a Liverpool fan, I was just always, always obsessed with Henry. Every every Arsenal game, I'd nearly watch just because of Henry. He was that good. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I have to go for Rooney, like at the bench, um, yeah. and at Salaguero. Um, I just think Rooney is just he's up where, up there with the greatest of strikers of probably all time, in my yeah. opinion. Um. And Hard just, to disagree with. It's as as you say, like you're you're comparing these three against each other, and it's yeah. it's almost as if you're saying Aguero isn't a great striker, but yeah. he's that's what he's I'm trying to get at. That's why this segment is so good. Like it's 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 us pitting the best of the best against each other. Now, this doesn't always have to be the best of the best. This could be terrible players, but we still have to pick one. So, like, for example, we could go with fucking Jeff Hendricks, John Joe Shelby, and fucking Mark Noble. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that could be the level, or else we could nearly yeah, even do it left back, show, right back. <laughs> <laughs> so you're yeah, going with. So, so I'm going to go with. Are you starting on Ray? Yeah. Ben Rooney and Sal Aguero. Okay, uh, Paddy, what would you be doing? I I probably would have done the same. To be quite honest with you, I I, I can't look past. It's it's a it's a very very it's like it's forty nine fifty one percent between. Henri and Rooney. Um, Henri just gets it for the get you up out of your seat factor, beating players, you know, from the left side of that wing. Like, my God, what a player he was for beating players. The, the skills and um, that front two, three, two, three they had at Arsenal at that time, you know, Bergkamp as well when he was playing with them were just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, Rooney was, again, one of the all time greats for Manchester United. Um, and I can talk about those two players as those elite type of players. I just don't see Aguero in that elite Premier League all-time history. Like, I think... Is that solely down to Manchester City being the club that he's done at? No, no if he had won a Champions League or, or got very, very close to like, lit up the Champions League as well, I'd say, yeah, fair enough. But he didn't do that often enough for me. He didn't, like, yeah. he didn't give you the wow factor enough. If we're going to talk about these three players, Rooney, like you remember, you know, his overhead kick against City, somebody like outside the box, even when he was playing for Everton as a young flip, you know, Graham brought up the start as the hat trick when he first started at United. You think of all these moments and you have the same on Ray, but with Aguero, other than the Premier League winning one against QPR. <laughs> just just the best moment of Premier League history. Just that one. <laughs> <laughs> against he doesn't have QPR, many moments, except for the best QPR, one ever. Let's not forget against QPR, which again, they should have had a one on anyway. Um, yeah, I just ha- I have to sell Aguero. Yeah, and I and I don't, to be honest, it's not a close one for me. I think that the funds too was, but selling Aguero yeah. wasn't a hard decision for me with those three. Yeah, like I, I, I just I find this one very hard. And and even when I was talking to to lads and work and stuff about it, I was like, I don't know. Like I'd have to, I need to consider. I don't know what I need. I, I don't know what the factors are. So I'd like. Am I looking for a goal? And like, I'm, I'm like, what am I looking for? What am I doing? Like, what I'm starting this player. What am I expecting from this player? I need to know the team around me. But if I'm just going on out and out talent, look, I, I just I genuinely think Henri has to be the starter. Um, just for that, just for the talent he has alone, um, comes up with a bit of magic and his finishing was unbelievable. Um, the other two again, it's it, it's hard for me because I think Rooney has quality. 
but just Aguero gets the, the goals and he just look if I'm going for an all-round player I'm going to go with Wayne Rooney as as my bench because if I'm 2-0 down in the 60th minute and I want that one player to come on and give me lift the team I do think Rooney will probably do it better than Aguero I do think Aguero will probably get goal but I think Rooney will make 10 other players around and play better so I am going to bench Rooney and I am unfortunately reluctantly going to sell Aguero so we've all done the same but I think you've made your Aguero decision very easier than because the reason for that is because the other two players Rooney and Henri give you everything that Aguero gives you but a little bit more but not not that I don't like Rooney gives me this or Henri gives me the, the finishing and the goals so does Rooney, Rooney. Rooney gives you so I many know, goals. But, but like 208 goals and 491 appearances. Like, and I, it's it's a lot of appearances for that of goals. It's still it it's still in a ridiculous amount. Yeah, I look I look at the assists, and that's that's kind of another thing that I that that I take defensive into, work like, as well. He would have done more defensive work than I. Yeah, and that's what I mean. That's 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 why I have gone with Rooney because I do think we could get a lot more out of Rooney in terms of trying to claw me team back into the game. So. Lads, that's 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 where we're at with that one. Um, that was a good little segment, lads. We'll we'll, we'll have another one next week. Um, we might go. I've got, I've got, I was actually thinking in my head there. I've got a good one that we should do soon. Um, maybe uh, uh, John Terry, Vidic, and Van Dijk. So this one, you would put Vidic over Ferdinand because most people would say Ferdinand there. And I was thinking that before I started talking about it, but then I was thinking now, as the United supporter, who was my favorite? Defender of all time would probably be Vidic. Yeah, and, and I know. I agree. Case. I think Vidic was a better defender than Rio Ferdinand. Um, yeah, that's a good what one. Uh, that'll be that'll be next week's one. Um, Van Dijk, Terry, and Ferdinand. So, lads, easy, easy, <laughs> easy for me. Easy, easy for me. Yeah, hundred percent easy for me. Stalin John Terry. Terry I'll be all shagging other people's words. I'll ask him Save it for next week, lads. Save it for next yeah. week. Right, lads, we're moving on. Um, we're going into the Premier League predictions next. So. Right, lads, just to, before we jump in, just a quick one. Uh, message in from me, Dad. Manon and Paddy are better fuckers. Who started spending Paddy? Still suffering from the hiding. Oh, like your son's at a bet and sold the ground as well. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, right, lads, we're moving on to the to the Premier League predictions. Look, we won't, again, uh, plans for the future, I suppose, in this in this little segment is not going to be what we do where we go through every game and we talk we talk bullshit about games for ages. Um, I think what I'm going to be getting to the lads to do from now on like I like that start bench cell. I think that'll bring good some good conversations into it. Um, so I think from now on, what I'm gonna do, whoever's on the podcast will send me their um score predictions and I'll pull them up on the screen and then that person will have five or ten minutes or so to go through them through all their predictions and stuff like that. So um that's probably what I'll do from now on. So uh lads, we'll we'll continue with the same format um this week just because I wasn't actually doing that enough. Uh so the first match is half twelve on Saturday, lads. Leicester and Chelsea. Leicester 18-5, 13-5, drawn 3-4 Chelsea. Uh, Paddy, how do you see this one going? Um, and then give us a score prediction and a score as well, please. I think 
think that, I think it all depends on how much truth there is in the Brendan Rodgers to Manchester United rumors going around. Um, yeah. which I don't, sure. I don't think there's much truth in it. To be quite honest with you, um, Chelsea. Mm. They, they are, look again. This is one of those banana skin games. The only way you see Chelsea slipping up here is literally because it's a half twelve after the international break. Because other than that, they've been you know too strong for any team. Yeah. So far this season, so I think yeah, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going to go for a draw, considering it's a half twelve start on a Saturday morning after the international break. So I'm going to go for a one-all draw, and I'm going to go for. Have you got Lukaku back? I think he's will. He was training. I've seen him training, but I don't know if he's fully fit. I don't. I, I would be sure, very surprised if he starts. Okay, um, Madam, what do you think? Um, bit more convincing for Chelsea for me. I'm going to go three-one Chelsea, and. I am going to go with Kai Havertz to score. I know what you're doing. I know what you're um, doing. And I've done the same thing for the last two weeks for Liverpool, and it's worked. Now, listen. I the reason I'm going with Chelsea is because I don't think, I don't think the talk of Rogers going to United has anything to do. I just think he's struggled this year with Leicester. Yeah. I think Leicester have struggled um, generally. So Chelsea are strong, and I think they'll continue to be strong if they have Lukaku back. Even better for them, but yeah, look, I don't see Leicester beating Chelsea this weekend. So, 3-1, Kai Havertz. Okay, yeah, like, look, I, I'm kind of on the same thing. I, like, I know what I'm going to say is that, like, Leicester haven't been for an all-cylinders this season. Um, Obviously, the, the, the talk of Brendan Rodgers could unsettle the team. And I know I'm going to say Chelsea to win, and then what's going to happen is Leicester are going to fucking beat us, or else we're going to draw. But yeah, I'm going to go with a Chelsea win, because I do still think we have enough to beat them um, I'm going to say 2-1 to Chelsea and I don't think Mount is going to be back I'm going to go with Callum Hudson to die to score because he's starting to show a little bit lately um, so yeah we'll move on uh, next one lads is 3 o'clock on Saturday Villa and Brighton 6-4 for Villa 9-4 for the draw and 15-8 to for Brighton lads Villa obviously with their new manager in um, delighted yeah it's going to be fucking Interesting to see what happens. Um, I cannot wait for him to slip up. Oh, cannot wait Zinger first one already. I cannot <laughs> wait for him to absolutely fail at, at Villa, and it's gonna be me next, Ollie. I can't wait for Ollie to leave. At least I know now, lads. Just just consistent content for the podcast. Soon as Ollie leaves, we still. I know we had Lampard first. Now that we have Ollie. Yeah, look, Lampard. look, we didn't um, get Lamp. Lam- Lampard couldn't even get a job at Norwich. That's how bad the manager he, didn't he was. Didn't want it. He saw the sense. They, they went was for Dean Smith and all. He spelled the name wrong in the application form. <laughs> <laughs> lads, lads, let's go. Uh, score prediction on this one. I don't want to talk too much about it unless you want to talk about your beloved Stephen Gerrard now. Um, look, I think he'll come in and he'll change Villa. He'll uh, turn them into a Champions League team in a couple of years. I... Oh, God. <laughs> nah, look. They won't be proud actually... team, just like himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually think they're going to draw this game. Um, I'm going to go for a one-all draw. He's not going to come in and, and start down miracles straight away, I don't think. Um, the team were performing quite bad. It's still the same players. So, Brighton kind of dipped a little bit in form as well. and They started off really well, so... I'm gonna go one all draw and I will go Neil Mope. Okay. Um Paddy, what do you reckon? Yeah, I've got 
devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other and I'm thinking with me non-logical devil brain I want to wind up melon and <laughs> I want Jared to do so bad that he retires from football forever <laughs> and ends up shitting himself or something on the sidelines <laughs> hopefully <laughs> um, but uh, I'm going to have to go with the logical side of my brain and I'm going to think Aston Villa are going to get a bounce. As we know, Brighton haven't been playing amazingly. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go for a Villa win. I'm going to go for 2-0. I'm going to go for Danny Ings to score. Yeah. I actually think the same thing. Like, I don't know, I don't know just, just not just saying that because uh, Gerard's in, but I do actually think... I, th- I, th- I just think his name and his character alone is going to be enough to just give Villa a lift. Like, um, and I think they're going to win 2-1. And it's going to be interesting to see how he does as manager there because what is expected of him? Like, like where is the where is the club's kind of ambitions? Like, you would have to just imagine top half of the table staying up. I suppose they're struggling, so staying up, but top half of the table will probably be their their kind of aim for next year. So, um, I'm going to say a two one win for Villa, and I'm going to go Ollie Watkins to score. Lads, we're moving on. Uh, three o'clock, Burnley. And Palace nine to five for Burnley, eleven to five for the draw, and eight to five for Palace. Paddy, we come to you first. Um, what's give us a score prediction on this? And we'll, we'll move on pretty quick from this. Yeah, well, I think everybody's surprised with how well Patrick Vieira has Crystal Palace playing. Um, yeah. They have been on the front foot lately. You know, a couple of good results. Um, uh, reliable Burnley, you know, to just trudge along. Um, but I think with Palace's newfound way of playing, more attacking style, keeping the ball, I think they might get a result here. Um, I'm going to go for a 2-0 win to Palace and Zaha to score first. Okay. Um, Mel? Yeah, similar to Paddy. Um, Palace have actually really impressed on the Vieira. Um, he has some playing really good football and he has Benteke playing really good as well, which is unheard of nearly. Um I'm going to go with a 1-0 win because Burnley at home, I suppose, can be decent enough defensively. Like They'll they'll shut up shop against most teams. But, yeah, yeah look, 1-0 and I'll go Connor Gallagher. He's been very good, hasn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, and the fact that he has the international cap now as well, he'll come back yeah. with a big boost. Big uh, yeah, look, I think this is one of them games that's where like you'd probably... Burnley can be solid enough at times. Um, we've got a good one-off result against Chelsea there. Um, but can also have an absolute fucking shit show. So I think it's going to be a draw. I am going to go with a draw on this one. Like Palace, to me, you are probably the better team here. Um, but I just think Burnley may may kind of just adapt to kind of playing against a better team. So I'm going to go with a one-off draw. And I'm going to say Zaha to score for Palace. Um, lads, we're moving on. So... Three o'clock, Newcastle and Brentford. Thirteen to eight for Newcastle. Twenty-three to ten for draw, and thirteen to eight for Brentford. Um, lads, obviously Eddie Howe's first game in charge at Newcastle. Come on, man. Um, Come on. you cannot start that segment without saying how do you think this one's gonna go? Ah, uh, well, you know, I'm better than that, Paddy. You know, I don't, I don't do them little puns, Jeez. but uh, you know, I'm, I, I come up with better ones than that. Melon, uh, <laughs> Melon, what do you think? How do you think this one's gonna go? <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> similar to maybe Villa with Gerard in charge, I think Newcastle are probably going to have a um, a decent start on the how. Actually, I think he's he's going to bring a new light to them. We haven't worked with Callum Wilson 
previously at Bournemouth. Sure. I think he'll get the best out of him, but he'll he'll change a lot of things. He's he's a better Ryan Fraser as well, isn't he? Ryan Fraser, yeah. He he never really got looking. No. Um, but they're going from Steve Bruce to, to Eddie Howe. I think it's a it's a bit of a step up. Um, if we're being honest, and Brentford as well they have do. dipped. Steve Heads. Steve Heads, yeah. Uh, Brentford oh, have uh, have dropped in form recently as well. So I'll go Newcastle and I will go 2-1 with Callum Wilson. Nice one. Uh, Paddy, what score do you think? Yeah, it's a strange one. Um, just looking at the last round of fixtures and Brentford got beaten by Norwich. Yeah. Four. And the one game that Norwich won all season, and then they sacked their manager after they yeah, won. Makes yeah. no sense. Weird, <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Um, Brentford, yeah, they did, did some good performances, not results, at home against some of the bigger teams. And I think that made everyone think, you know, oh, this Brentford team are probably better than they actually are. Um, but no, they're not actually that good. But they have a massive squad of about 40 players, I'm just looking at here. Um, yeah. I'm going to go for a Newcastle win. How are they going to win with the manager Eddie Hill and <laughs> a goal from Alan St. Maxima? And that's how they're going to do it. Oh, fuck's sake. Right. <laughs> uh, it's awful. Um, so yeah, I, I look, I, I, I think the same thing. I think it's going to be a similar enough game. I think it's Newcastle are probably going to be, again, a little bit on the high with a new manager there. Um, I'm going to go with a 2 0 win for Newcastle. And I'm going to say Callum Wilson to score. Callum Wilson's not injured, is he? No, no, he played the last uh, the last game. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Callum Wilson. Uh, lads, next one: uh, Norwich and Southampton. 14, 11 to four for uh, Norwich, twelve to five for the draw, and Southampton are evens. Uh, yeah. Lads, we'll get score prediction on this. We won't say anything. Uh, Mellon, what's score prediction and score for this? Uh, Southampton two 0 and Shea Adams. Okay, Paddy? Nilo. <laughs> it should be a good result. A good result for Norwich with their new manager. Right, I'm going to go with a 2-1 win for Southampton. And I'm going to say Armstrong to score because I think he's been flying lately. Um, lads. Wouldn't be nice looking up any of their players. <laughs> <laughs> lads, we're going to jump on to um one other thing that we need to address and we need to talk about before we move on to obviously next week and then we don't it runs out of time so the next thing we're talking about is that is my a little bit there that is my all-time favorite graphic that i have ever made with that music it's fucking class so we're going to talk about Class, it's class. So we're going to talk about the Irish team, lads, and what we've seen last week. Look, we won't spend too long. I wasn't expecting us to be fucking fifty minutes in at this stage. Um, overall thoughts of what happened, Melon. What were, were you before that? Were you were you Kenny in or Kenny out? What, what was your situation before this week? No, I I had been saying from the start kind of give him he's bringing in youth to give him a chance and then midway midway through it i was getting a bit frustrated because obviously results weren't weren't happening um yeah the the biggest thing for me is i i just think he looks like a pe teacher and i don't like how <laughs> the irish manager like that's the biggest thing for me it's 
I, I like what he's doing at Ireland or trying to do in terms of bringing these youth players through and, and giving chances to them. And it's, you can see in the last two games, it seems to be working. Like there's a couple of players that have come through and they look really, really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was, it was more on the side of allowing them to stay and give them a bit of time. Although midway through, I was obviously frustrated, getting frustrated. Now, now, well, after this week, yeah, I'm still on the side of give them time. I'd still give them one more um, run and uh, like of a campaign. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just think any manager that comes in with experience, like the likes of McCarthy and and these types of managers, I think they'll just revert to what was happening before, and you won't see these young players get as big of a chance as they have been under Kenny. Yeah. He's doing he's doing things totally different in my opinion, and it's for me it's it's nice to see. It's great to have a, an experienced manager with a good kind of CV and things like that. But it's actually refreshing to see young talent coming through and see it's, what we have for the future. It's a different it's a different style of play. Look, like the one thing that I was always his biggest critic about was that the the failure to adapt. So. If that tactic wasn't working, that was it. It's, it's almost like Ollie. It's like there was no plan B. It was like he was going to play with that. The amount of times that we got caught out playing in that tactic was, for me, was very frustrating. And at the end of the day, I was going solely based on results. And that that's, at the end of the day, I would rather play shy football for 90 minutes and win 1-0 than play entertaining football and draw fucking nil all against Luxembourg or Azerbaijan, or any of them teams. So for me, it was always about kind of getting the results and making sure we qualify for them tournaments. Lads, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. The best thing about international football is them tournaments and being in them tournaments. So for us to say, uh, look, it's, it's a building thing. It is a building thing, and I understand that. But the results have to be there. Now, look, Do you I'm think not we would have be... made it with a different manager with this squad? Um, I think we would have definitely been a lot closer. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I think we were in it. We were in that group there in Serbia and Portugal are always going to qualify. I think that was probably a given. But I definitely think we could have given more. Like we look, look, we should have won both games against Azerbaijan. We should have won both games against Luxembourg. Um, Serbia at home, you would expect us to maybe scrape a draw against them. Uh, and then you never know with the rest of them. Like you'd probably expect two defeats from from Portugal, and we got a draw. So. I don't think we definitely would have qualified with another manager there. I don't think we would have qualified, definitely not. But I definitely think we would have had a lot more points than, than we finished with. Um, well, then if we, but if we hadn't have qualified still, what would points have given us in terms of the development of the Irish squad? I, I, I don't care. I don't care about, like... Not that I don't care about the the points. Would you have like, a try, though? No, but I think that... Like, I, I think... Anybody possibly could have brought them players in, like that. Uh, like... I, I, I completely disagree. Why? Completely. Who's because the not... scout? Yeah, but look at the managers that have, have been. You're telling in me there. that he, he's going in, he's going out and physically watching all these players because I don't think he is. Like yeah, he, he worked, well. he worked for with most of these players at underage level. He worked with but, the under 23s. He's seen all, all these playing players. in England. Like, do you know what I mean? So anybody, anybody that's a manager can see these players playing in England and they know yeah, but, about them. But he's he's the one. He's come from. League of Ireland, say a, a lower, lower standard of football. 
He's also Too come long. up through the, the young Irish teams, under 23s or whatever. So he's seen these young players. And he, he you don't, right now, we don't hear about the current under 23s manager. But for all we know, he is going to these games. Or under 21, sorry, not 23s. Yeah. But for all we know, that under 21s manager is going to these games in the lower leagues and watching these players. And it's probably what Kenny done uh, as well. He, yeah. he was probably, but you, you only hear about Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane because they're the senior managers. But yeah, Stephen like, Kenny I, has, has I, I get totally it. I get different. it. I do. Honestly, I get. I get what everybody's talking about, and I get the whole thing. But I just, I just didn't see the results there, and I just, for me, it just wasn't. It wasn't good enough. Now, look, I, like I was trying to say it there, I'm not going to be stubborn about it, and I'm not going to say, right, let's get rid of him now. Maybe he has deserved. He does probably deserve another another crack at it. Um, has been a lot more positive in the last two or three games. So, and we've got results, which is what we should have been getting. Like them, now people are jumping the gun big time and being like, "Oh, it's fucking brilliant!" Blah blah. Right, let's let's calm down a bit. Right, we've beaten a fucking Luxembourg team who are ranked way below hundred. Um, two good performances against Portugal. Two good performances against Portugal, which is the which is the main reason I'm being positive about it. Um, because I can accept, like, look. The three 0 wins come as standard. They should be coming as standard against Luxembourg and against fucking Azerbaijan. They should be a standard result. But you have so, to give credit for those results when they were losing those type of games earlier in the campaign. We shouldn't have been losing them. Yeah, but Colleen, that was, do you that not, was my thing. Do you not think your like personally your expect expectations are are too high of of this Ireland team? Considering, um, like we, well, they we were. have this. They were now. Now they've kind of set a mark. They've set a bar now. Yeah, but you, you're you're thinking back to these Irish teams yeah, of Robbie Keane, Roy Keane, Damien Duff, all these players. Not, not we we don't have that team anymore. We don't. We're not gonna have them types of players anymore unless something crazy happens. Now at I see something level. really good, like for the future. I see I see Callum Robinson there being probably one of our our best players that we've had since fucking Robbie Keane or whatever. And but I see. Is, Abene, uh, he's going to be Obene, fucking quality. Yeah. yeah, he's going to be quality. And I see Bazuno and Goal absolutely unbelievable. Like that save he pulled off um, against world class. World, if that was a, 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 a fucking a top keeper, like we'd yeah. all be talking about. It. Everybody would be talking about it. Yeah. But do you not? Do you not think we needed this campaign? Just write it off, as in to build a team and to get it ready and prepare for. It. A, a proper crack at the next campaign. No, I get what you're asking, but I, I like I get what you're saying. I, I understand this, but I, I don't want to wait around. And I, and I don't know whether it's just me being a Chelsea fan. I'm not used to that. It's just if I don't get in some results, the manager's gone and I get another manager in. And I, like you can say whatever you want there, but that's just a modern day game. And that's just the way it is. No, but that's, so that's why I'm... Because you would have kept Lampard there for longer. But, yeah, but that's that's the modern day game. It's it, you sack your manager because you're not getting results. Lampard didn't get results. He got sacked yeah, but like, away. Wait, wait, like Chelsea had the expectation of the money as well, so you can't compare apples to club, club football players. and international. Is a different story. I just, I just, like, like, like Chelsea have this just bottomless pit of money for a manager. So that the expectation obviously is to win every game. But with Ireland, everybody knows that the what we have there is not great at the moment. And I think what this conversation here, just between the three of us, boils down to is being an optimist or a pessimist. And I think, Collie, you're the pessimist in the group. Like, well, I think, like, yeah, obviously, I, the way I'm changing a little bit like, because of the, the force results in the campaign. And I was a big one for when we had this last conversation. I was like, I'm nothing, Kenny. I don't like him. I don't hate him. I just yeah. nothing him. And 
it was because he didn't, you know, it didn't bring out to the table. I didn't see any good results. I didn't see anything from Ireland. But the last couple of games, the last eight, I think, was it five or eight games? He's now we're getting, we haven't lost something like that. Four, something. No, it's more than that. Five, five, five. He has. We have something like fucking five clean sheets or something in the last four games, or, or four clean sheets but, um, in the last five games or something like that. I, I think. Why, why wouldn't you give him another chance? Like I don't see. Like I remember when we had this conversation a while ago when we had no results whatsoever. We were talking about Big Sam bringing Big Sam in or something like that. Yeah. But now I'm starting to see some positives coming from his philosophies. No, I am. And, I'm yeah, definitely it might seeing be it. Yeah, yeah. thing where you've got like, you know, really, really good performance well not really good but really bad and then you get a good run and so he gets oh everyone he's great again and I might go back down but I'm willing to take that chance anyway as an optimist because I don't I think, think it, it yeah. could actually benefit more so not the, not the players on the pitch I think he might have benefited a bit more with experienced coaches there with him like I I, I go to the example of of Gerard at Rangers right he brought in Gary McAllister, who's experienced in coaching, he didn't bring in his mate or whatever from the under twenty trees. He he went to Rangers and he brought in experience. I know the Scottish league is oh, pants, Lord. like it's it's terrible, yeah. but it's what he done was was the right thing. And I think if if Ireland allowed an experienced coach to sit there with uh, Stephen Kenny, like Ferguson had his right hand man for so many years at United, it's experience. Like sometimes it it can help. If you don't, if you're out of ideas during the 90 minutes, like if you have that experience and not who he has next to him, who is probably out of ideas as well, someone with experience who's been in that position where your tactics that you've gone into the game with aren't working, what do we do now? What's our plan B? So why would you not get that that person as like your assistant when you put him as manager? He's the more experienced manager or the more experienced. Yeah, but like, it's, it's not about being the experienced manager. It's, it's another, it's a, experienced coach with another chance. idea it's Stephen Kenny's a good manager I don't I don't doubt that but he's brought in Keith Andrews who I don't think has any coaching experience previously maybe one or two teams I'm, I'm not sure but if he had he just someone, wanted it seemed like he just wanted someone that was around the team that's yeah, what that, it seemed like that's where I think they went wrong. And I think if he had brought someone in that had experience in international football as a coach maybe it would have been a different story because he, he would have brought new ideas during the 90 minutes. I think sometimes you look at the bench and they're standing there scratching their heads, not knowing really what to do. That was the frustrating thing was was the lack of kind of being able to... And look, look, I know we don't have the players and we were, we were talking about this at the start of when he took over. Everyone was like, oh, but we don't have the players to play what he wants to play. I'm like, right, okay, so then change it. So he didn't change it, so that was grand. But now we're kind of at the stage where everyone's like, oh, wait, hold on, we do have the players. Them players have always been there. But for whatever reason, I know it says, we, we say, oh, but it takes time for all them players to get to know and play with each other. Right, it's an international setup, right? They're not going, they're going to see each other once every fucking, what is it, month or two months or fucking whatever it is, the gap in between. You're not going to be able to build that chemistry like you can at a club level. But all these players have probably played that formation and know what their role is. They should be well aware of their role. Look, this whole thing of chemistry and all, I, I, don't, that, I, don't, I don't think... That's that bullshit. Goes, that goes... How, though? Like, how, how can it be bullshit? Like, because because that goes, they play this, they play this in week in, week The manager and the coaches... Like, half of the reason why Ole isn't doing good at United is because he hasn't got the coaches behind him. 
tactically doing no it's because he's fucking shy and he's playing around tactics but he could be a good manager the manager manages the group man you know it doesn't have to be all about the tactics he doesn't like chelsea are looking at the top managers in the world do that but like a country like ireland can't get the top managers so maybe get a good manager who who the players want to play for and get a good coach that tactically can set them up well yeah, but I'm saying, like, we were about... saying about tactics where they were like, yeah, right, okay, he's playing a different tactic, that's fine. And then when the tactic wasn't working, we start going, oh, we don't have the fucking players to do it. And now all of a sudden, we're winning games, we're getting results. Everyone's like, oh, the players are great, they're doing fucking brilliant together. Like, it's the same tactic. But Cully, so, you're, like, you're... Why, why were we saying that at the start? But they have to get used to the, the formation. They have to get used it's to it's an international setup. Players come in and players go out. Like, it's it's not the same thing as a club Which is level, why it took like. them so long to learn it, because they're not each other no, week in, week out. I don't think so. Kali, you you were you're going on about we didn't have the player or the players have always been there, but that that yeah. goes beyond Stephen Kenny. That goes back to previous managers who've seen these players and decided to stick with the old players that they yeah, had. Yeah, but I'm just talking about Glenn Kenny, like 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 they so, were, but, we made the balls up with Declan Rice and fucking Jack Grealish and, and exactly. Bamford even like that's that's fine. No, that, like that's yeah, that's a, that is what it is. But with Stephen Kenny, I'm just talking about the players he had at his disposal. But he's I'm bringing these players in. He's bringing the we, like we have to. We're we're never going to be the Irish Patrick's team that we used to be. None of our players really play in the Premier League. They don't play top flight football. Most of them are playing. The majority of them are playing either Championship or Premier League. They're playing Championship, League One, and below. Premier and then Premier they're League. playing in Belgium and and teams in places like Duffy, this. Duffy's in fucking Premier League. Uh, and he was at Celtic Coleman, last season. Coleman's in fucking Premier League. Doesn't start for a rain or for he does for start. He doesn't start. He does start. These these players. The these players are not the same players that we used to have. And oh, you have to credit Kenny and your the, the tactic side of it as well. Team players come in for probably a week, a week and a half of learning club tactics week in, week out, every single day. They're coming to an, a national side then. And learning a totally different formation, and within two days of of arriving, they have a match where they have two days to get off the plane, figure out the tactics that Kenny wants to play. Yeah, but they know. Into... they know what like they know what they're playing like. They're, yeah, these are they, professional they footballers. He, he could... professional footballers. They're not learning football. They're, they're playing in a formation. But it's a different style of play. Like you, you've not got players. Like... It is though. You've got players who are playing compared to what we used to play at Ireland. Yeah, hundred percent. But compared to what they could be playing at club level, it's probably not a different style of play. But it, it but it, it's every manager has a different way of playing. Every yeah, single obviously, manager. yeah, no, that's fine. Look, look, I understand what Kenny said. Look, lads, at the end of the day, I'm actually saying give him another campaign. But I'm just saying we need to stop getting on the fucking high horse that Kenny's the greatest manager since fucking since nobody nobody's saying that he is the greatest manager. I just think he's shown positive signs. And the team yeah, actually look like though. they want to play for him. I don't even want to talk about the trade win against Luxembourg and team. That that's irrelevant. We should be winning them. If there were good performances against Portugal, which is to me is more um pleasing. So that that's where I'd be I'd be happy with it. Look, we'll move on, lads. We we talk about this all day, but um just a quick one. Who would you bring in, Collie? Um nobody, I'd leave Kenny in for another another shot. Um he is a top keeper, but it's a top team, that is true. Uh and then he needs to have Mikel Arteta at City with it. Uh, right, lads, we're on. Or we're going back to the, the predictions.
Right, lads, we're going to fly through this right now and five into it. Um, Paddy, come to you. United, uh, four to nine against Wofford, who are 11 to two, seven to two for the draw. How do you see this one going? Um, look, it's misery at your club. Um, you did say it last week, Ollie out. It's it was a thing of beauty. Um, what? He said it. He said the words. He said the words. <laughs> he said the words. Um, delighted. Delighted. Uh, it was it was a thing of beauty. Uh, made me smile inside. Uh, so, <laughs> what what, Paddy? What have you lost this match, right? Because this is very realistic, right? What have you lost? I know, just failed to win this match. You're probably get a contract extension. <laughs> 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 I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. This is unbelievable. I love this. It's crazy. Um, I don't know how. The only reason I can think of that he didn't get the sack during this international break is because um, they couldn't get somebody else in. It's fucking brilliant looking at United fans. And now the thing is, like, would I love him to have to come back and yeah, win the league and all now? Yeah, it'd be great. Happy yeah, it'd be great. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Would I love Chelsea to rehire Lampard and let him come back? Absolutely. Yeah. Not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> not just on it's not just on the last couple of weeks like against Liverpool and City either. This season we've just been dreadful. All season. Yeah. Absolutely. It's been it's, it's always been that one kind of wonder moment to get yourself, isn't it? Yeah, the, the, but the first game we played well, and then after that, we've just been like lucky to get results. Like I can't remember many games this season where I've thought to myself, yeah, we deserve to win that one. I really yeah. haven't. And that's just shocking considering where we finished last season and then the players we brought in, you know, should, should have been a much, much better. <laughs> 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 um, I love to see it. I just love to see the sadness in your eyes, Paddy. It's just, it's a thing of beauty. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how this one's gonna go. I'm, go, I'm gonna think United are probably gonna win it um, and save Solskjaer another four-year contract extension. Um, so I'm gonna go for United to win What's two, two-one because they can't fucking keep a clean sheet and uh, Ronaldo to score. <laughs> Mellon, thoughts on United, please. Can I just let Paddy keep talking? That's great. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. Well, oh, we all the abuse I've been getting. Oh, no, we haven't come to Liverpool yet, boy. Nah, is, <laughs> we have, we've, gone, we've gone past them. Oh, we haven't. No, we haven't. Right, well, no. <sighs> where do I start? I am, first of all, going to go with Wofford winning. Ranieri's going to do the job on Solskjaer. Sack him. I Honestly, I, I don't want Solskjaer to be sacked. I don't. Give him a lifetime contract. Give him, give him whatever give he wants. Yeah, yeah. let him have anything he wants. Oh yeah, real, real original lads. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go for no. I'm, I'm actually not gonna go for a Watford win at all. I was joking. I'm gonna go for a draw though. Um, a one-all draw, and I'm gonna predict that Watford go ahead first and Ronaldo scores again to save them. Because all, all that seems to be happening for United is Ronaldo saving Solskjaer's skin. And yeah. I always thought Ronaldo would be the first one to get fed up and just stop playing for him. But he, well, he seems to be the only one coming up with the goals. He did come out and said that it was alarming for the results. So he, that's what he said since his last game. He said it was very alarming. So that's not a good sign. When players start coming out making public statements like that, especially someone like Ronaldo, I think that could be the beginning of the end for him. Uh, 
Exactly. Someone from Paddy Bain, the optimist, uh, there back when we were talking about Stephen Kenny. Completely turned the pessimistic. In Old Trafford. <laughs> I'm going with a 2 0 win for Watford here. Um, I don't think. I don't think United are going to win this one. I think this could be Ollie's final game. Um, and I think Harry Maguire is going to score an own goal after doing this to the fucking fans. And he'll so, probably uh, still celebrate it because he's a big team. <laughs> <laughs> big stupid head on him. Big slat head. <laughs> right, lads, we're moving on. Uh, on to the next one. So Wolves and West Ham. 2-1 to one for Wolves. And 11-8 to eight for West Ham. And 23-10 to for the draw. Uh, give us score predictions. I'm going to move on, lads. Uh, Melvin. Uh, yeah, West Ham have been fantastic this season, yeah, and not just because they beat Liverpool last week, it's <laughs> they've, been, they've been great. Um, I'm gonna go with West Ham win here as well. I'm gonna go for a 3 1 West Ham and Mikel Antonio score. Uh, Paddy, look, it was West Ham have been doing well, but. Being a poor Liverpool side is not really a great achievement, um, I don't think. Um, but I still think they'll probably win this game. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't give a straight face. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm still going for the West Ham win, though. Up the hammers, they're fucking great here. 3-1 uh, <laughs> to West Ham, Antonio to score first. I mean, you, Mellon literally just said that. Uh, I'm going to go with a... So I'm not allowed to do the same as well. Someone no, else. I got, I'm going to go. Not the way this works, is it? <laughs> no, we have to spread them out so one of us gets it right, we can clip it and then just oh, sorry, say, look how great you are. I draw, wasn't I? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you were the draw. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with a 3-1 win for West Ham and Antonio to score, lads. <laughs> uh, no, I actually think West Ham are going to win, though. I'm going to go with 2-1 and I'm going to say Bowen to score because he's a... Uh, gives me a Bowen. Right. Right, lads, uh, Saturday, half five, Liverpool and Arsenal, 4 to 9 for Liverpool, 15 to 4 for the draw, 11 to 2 for Arsenal. Mellon, I'll ask you what I asked the lads last week, and this is a serious question. No wins in two. Has Klopp lost the dressing room? <laughs> has he? Has he lost the dressing room? You're an embarrassing host if you're going to ask me that question. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> embarrassing. Um, I think you're getting so defensive about it. Your thing <laughs> about it. I think Ollie in and Klopp out. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's just, look, it's a blip. Um, I still think this is a difficult game against Arsenal. They're on the up. Um, Arteta finally getting a few results and Arsenal players actually showing up for once. Mm-hmm. Liverpool over the international break have had a, a couple more injuries now as well with Robertson possibly out of the, the Arsenal game as well um, I will go for a draw on this one oh, such a prick. and I'll go one all with Diogo Jota okay Paddy what do you think yeah, I'd like to see obviously Arsenal winning um, on a great run Against anyone else, I'd probably say, yeah, um, Arsenal are going to win because they really are against good performances. And I think well, I think I mentioned that at the start of the season, just before the start of the season, I always expected Arsenal to do well this season without any um, European football. 
And I think it's starting to come to fruition now. They had seven or eight first-team players injured at the start of the season, so it took them a while to get going. Yeah. But I think now you're starting to see... Took one of the games they had at the start. Yeah, yeah, but I think you're starting to see now a bit of form coming into play, and that can only help the players as well, because they'll nearly forget the last time they lost the game. I'm looking at the last five games, and it's three wins and two draws. Um, On form, they're probably... Well, other than Chelsea, they're probably t- yeah, second in the league. Um, I'm going to go for a Liverpool win, though, because they are just that fucking good shite bags. Um. <laughs> oh, I'm clipping that. I don't even want to put it anywhere. I just want to clip it from myself. Yeah. <laughs> just, and just play with yourself as you listen to it. <laughs> I got to go back to the Ollie out one as well and clip both of them. Run them side by side. One in each year. Right, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go for 2-1 to Liverpool, or to Liverpool, yeah, and Salah to score first. Yeah, lads, I think Liverpool are going to absolutely smash the Arsenal here. Uh, I think it's going to be a 3-0 win, and I think Mane is going to score three goals. He's going to score a hat-trick. Uh, so, yeah, so that's... Will that's he be the Mane uh, of the match? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasn't expecting that when you got me good with that one. Uh, yeah, so 3-0 to uh, Liverpool, and Mane to score a hat-trick, lads. Um, Worked last time. The last two weeks, I've I've said outrageous scores like that. It's worked, and Liverpool haven't won. Lads, next one: Man City and Everton. I've never seen Everton at eighteen to one. Uh, two o'clock on Sunday, one to eight for Man City, fifteen to two to draw, and Everton at eighteen to one. Lads, we are an hour and fifteen into it, so we're gonna just skip through this kind of real quick. So, um, Mel, score predictions: City four nil and the Bruyne four nil. Okay, uh, Paddy. Yeah, um, 1-0 to City and Jesus. Okay, I'm going to say 3-1 to Man City and I'm going to go with a Bernardo Silva goal because I happen to be fancy football. Made a bollocks to me fancy football this week, lads. Bollocks of it. Lads, half four on Sunday, the last game of the week, Tottenham and Leeds, three to four for Tottenham at 14 to 5 to draw and Leeds are 7 2. Um, Mellon, what score do you reckon this will be? Uh, Tottenham 2 1 and Harry Kane. Loving what you're saying. Um, Paddy? Yeah, Spurs couldn't buy a goal um, before the international break. Now Harry Kane has gone and scored about 50 goals. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go right. for a Spurs win here. Um, 2 0 and Harry Kane to score. Okay, I mean, no one just said that as well. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Out. Okay, Leeds to win, and uh, <laughs> no, the two all you go the two all draw. Uh, yeah, I'm after putting Harry Kane into the fancy football team. Lads, I jumped the gun and made the change yesterday. Um, and I put him into the fancy because he's at the score four goals. So, spoiler, uh, yeah, I'm going with a three two drop, three two draw. 3 2 3 2 3 2 win. That's really mixing up, That's really mixing I'm going to be wrong. Uh, and i got to say, some to score. Uh, so, yeah, so lads, that is all we have time for on the predictions. Lads, we do have one other thing that we're going to be looking at. And it's oh, just our final good. little segment of the show. And it's probably one of the best parts of the show. And that is. Lads, it's the fashion show. Um, 
So we are looking at... Have you done one of these, Graham? Are you done? Uh, I've done the Brighton one, I think. And he nailed it. And it was a lovely jersey that you got to witness. Um, oh, Chelsea, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah could have been Chelsea. Oh, yeah, it was because I called Collie Fat and I think. Yeah, yeah right. you did. Yeah, yeah. I told everybody about that. <laughs> right, lads. Um, we're looking at Man City's jersey, so we won't spend too long on next We're an hour and 15 minutes into it. Uh, Melon, initial thoughts on this jersey? I'm a big love fan. The, love the sky blue color, first of all. Um, yeah. Love Pio McGear. Pio McGear is always top notch as well. Um, yeah. What about like this 9320? Is that Aguero's goal? I'm having a clue, to be honest. Yeah, Graham, there's loads of content in this, isn't it? It's great. It's, it's, great. <laughs> it's a nice, nice little touch. Jesus then, uh, Christ. Um, like the white under the arms. Love like it. the collar design. That's about it. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, do you want my prediction? Or, yeah, you yeah, my prediction. Right. Your prediction. Um, I predict this somebody's gonna put this on on the weekend. <laughs> I will go with a six point nine. Okay. Paddy, what do you think of this beauty? Can you see my dog lads? Can I, I think as a squad they should really wear shorts as well? Because <laughs> they're running around like Donald Duck with their knobs hanging out playing football really look good. Um, actually that's actually another problem with this section that we don't get the full kit. Oh, so yeah. yeah. So that's the only reason. That's the the only reason we don't get the whole section. Imagine the whole. Um. Yeah. I. I don't. I don't care. I don't care for this at all. Any part of it. Like. The, like. The, not just the jersey. Just the whole thing. The whole. <laughs> everything. About it. Um. So I'm gonna just to fuck up the scores again. I'm gonna go for a zero point two. <laughs> <laughs> Lads, I think this is one of the uh, better jerseys in the league. I'm a big fan of this oh, jersey yeah. i like the, love the right. color i actually think the um the sponsor isn't isn't too bad doesn't doesn't throw the jersey off too much uh i don't know i'm curious about this 9320 with a kind of a 10 in there as well a faded out 10 don't know what that means i don't know whether it's aguero's goal when they won the league um but i'm a big fan of this I like the piano gear uh i'm going with a solid 8.1 on this one that's i think this is one of the top jerseys um as we're moving on we're moving on to the next one uh oh, i'll tell you what lads what you think of this one now what about the two town here yeah i lo- love this jersey um yeah. he um, i was just looking at paddy's comment there i don't know who's directing that at. he's a better bastard so i'd say that's yeah. probably that's paddy <laughs> who else <laughs> <laughs> This is this is probably one of the best jerseys in the league, I'd say, this season. Um Ooh. I am gonna score that quite high. Um I'm gonna give it a nine point four. Oh wow. That's that's a high score. Paddy, what do you think of this one? Yeah, I have to agree. Um it's uh, definitely higher than my last score, so I'll give it a zero point three. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, lads, yeah, massive fan of this one. I do like the, the two tone. I've actually, I don't think I've seen City wearing this this season. Um, so tour kit, second kit. This is and there is a tour. Kit. Is there? A tour? Uh, yes, there is. There's always a tour kit, buddy. I've always got one up my sleeve. Yeah, uh, yeah, lads, big big fan of this. Actually, this is actually probably a better jersey than that that um, Brighton one I was thinking about. Do you know the one I showed you, man? Yeah, 
think this could be a better one. Uh, I'm going to go with an 8.4 on this. I think that's a fucking quality jersey. I'm loving the uh, the colours on the um, sponsor and on the crest, and they have it right the way through. So, yeah, big fan of this one. That's can you just hear my dog barking? Yeah. Right, just getting more. Um, right, lads, on to the last jersey. Now, this one here, Paddy, I want your honest opinion on this one. What are we thinking about this fucking absolutely outrageous jersey where they don't have the crest on the jersey? Most of the fans probably wouldn't know, like, you know, the club, you know, just have to let them know. You know, what's your point? <laughs> Make sure you don't get it wrong. Man City. I I like Man City. <laughs> the crests are all imprinted. There's about 50 crests on it. And then one name. So, Melon, we'll come to you first. What do you think of this? You just asked me. I wanted your opinion, Paddy. I know, but I, do, I just want your, your honest opinion on it. But then I'm going to go to Melon. Um, this this looks like a, J or a top, you know, when you're away in Spain or Portugal and they have these little side shops or whatever and it's like a fake Man City oh, yeah. jersey and it's it's like one of them you'd get at one of the stalls. Um, it's horrendous. Just actually, Collie, let you know was the the ninety three twenty with the ten faded out is for Aguero's goal when he took the league away from Manchester United at that time. Yes, yeah, so the ten um, is Aguero's number, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, and ninety three twenty is when he, when he that's, scored that's that goal. Genius. That is genius. What they've done there. Yeah. Um, Perfect. But the this jersey is absolutely horrendous. Um. Awful, awful, awful jersey. But a 2.1. Wow, that's, that's really low. What are we doing, scores? It doesn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> Paddy, what do you think? What do you think of this jersey, Paddy? <sighs> shit. It's shit. It is, no, it, it, it is a horrendous jersey. It's a, it's a really bad T-shirt. Um, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, it looks like the end has been cut off as well. I don't know if that's just your poor production or <laughs> just the fault or what, what. Oh, there we go. There it is. There. Yeah, thanks very much. Now, now, sure you get now, great, now it's a great jersey. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go for, uh, I don't know even what to say. Do we even have to give a score anymore? Yes, you do, yeah. Uh, consistently, I'll go with 0 0.4. <laughs> yeah lads like this to me looks like one of the kind of when you walk into like a JD Sports and they have the little the stand with the folded up tops on it and it's like 2 for 25 looks like one oh, of them it would actually be interesting seeing the up to date league table this. Um, I actually currently don't have that at hand Paddy but I will have a few next week Um, so yeah I don't like this jersey I don't like what they've done Man City uh, I don't like the two lines it actually probably would have been better if you just left the two lines out Um, but they haven't they've put them in so I'm gonna go with a four point seven on this one. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Seeing them put the extra line in. Three lines. Um, right, lads. Going to more than me, dog. Um, so this is all we have time for, lads. We have loads of shit coming up in the next couple of weeks. So, um, we do have again, like I was saying earlier on, we have uh, Mick Bourne coming on next week who is a three-time double winner with Shamrock Rovers, um, PFAI Player of the Year. I think it was in 86 and 87. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good chat. He's going to be – he's doing a lot of local kind of work for the for, – is it Shamrock Rovers he's kind of currently still with, Paddy? He's still heavily involved with Shamrock Rovers, but he does a lot of grassroots stuff as well, coaching yeah. and yeah, stuff around. Yeah, so it'll be good. It'll be great having a chat with him and, and uh, getting his kind of take on, on stuff now. Um, again, we have Paulo Sam, the under the under sixteen Ireland manager, is coming on on the uh, the seventh of December as well. 
be interesting to, to see um what it's like managing an, at an international level at that age so um yeah that'd be that'd be a good one uh lads again we have andy on as well It'd be interesting to see what andy's kind of saying andy is currently the manager of tech united i think um so he'll give us a bit of an insight of what it's like managing at grassroots level as well so lads there's a lot coming up again we have all the content as well the, the challenges and stuff like that so um if you are not following us on instagram make sure you follow us on instagram you'll get a lot of the information and stuff like that on that page um if you're on watching us on facebook make sure you go to our youtube hit the subscribe button because it helps us uh go to twitch now um all of our fucking handles are on the bottom of the page scrolling through it there um so make sure instagram uh youtube twitch facebook we're on tiktok now and we're obviously going to be on spotify and then we are on something else as well what else have i forgotten there that's it isn't it i think i nailed that we're on the wall we're on the ball anywhere beyond the ball look it up you will we're on the ball right lads it's been a pleasure um we will no, be back again next week same time <laughs> i don't know i don't we don't we don't really know next week i don't think we'll have actually the uh start bench shelf because we're going to be talking the mix so um probably the week after then we'll have uh who was a terry terry Vidic and van dyke well, I don't know. Like, would we not like to ask Mick what he thinks? Yeah, I suppose we could get his opinion on that one as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes next week. Um, we're not making any promises, but lads, we will be back next week at the same time on a Tuesday night at half eight. Melon, thanks for joining us this week. Cheers, thanks for having us. And um, Paddy, cheers. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for having me. Party cheers. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll see everyone next week.